Welcome to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 74 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since eighth grade, Stephen. Hello. How are you today, sir? <laughs> awesome. You ready to drink beer uh, and talk about beer? Yes, please. Needs to happen, ASAP. Okay, we'll get there, but we have to talk, we have to do, you know, we have a whole procedure here. Yeah, we have well, lots of segments. <laughs> we don't get to just drink beer right away. It's delayed gratification. <laughs> Which is funny because our topic today is crazy New Jersey craft beer laws, where they also make you wait <laughs> to enjoy yes. beer. This is the strangest thing ever. But it was funny because we last week we were talking about some beer memes that were like going over our head, and there were a few that referenced some of these New Jersey laws. So that's what kind of got me going down this road of reading stuff about it. Oh my gosh, this is really stupid. So we were like, well, let's just dedicate a whole episode to this, these dumb New Jersey beer laws because yep. it's worth it. <laughs> All right, good. We introduced the topic. Now we're allowed to get to the drinking beer. Segment. Yeah, let's do it. So the way this works is I introduce my beer and give nose notes. Steven does the same. Then we cheers and do tasting notes. Okay, so today what you I got? have a, brew, a beer from Wiley Roots Brewing, which I believe you've been to. I have. It's in Greeley, Colorado. So when we went to, my wife and I went to Wildworks, and then we went to Wiley Roots. It's one of those things, kind of like we were talking about when we were at the beer festival, and then we went to a brewery after, and we were just like completely burned out on beer. This was towards the end of a long day of drinking beer at different places, and so... It's kind of brutal, but they have, they're like really known for their smoothie sours and they do, they have a lot of their smoothie sours. They turn into soft serve. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so we did, we mostly just had soft serve and a couple sours there, but. Nice. Well, this is not a sour. This is their bear claw. So it's an oatmeal milk stout with almond, flour, coffee, vanilla, and natural flavors. Dang, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a 7.5. Yeah, 7.5% uh, oatmeal stout. Oh, nice. Okay. Not barrel-aged. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> if, they made it, if they made a barrel-aged version, I would drink it. So, pour is kind of what you would the goblet expect. again today. Yeah, I went with the goblet, the stout goblet. So, extremely dark with a quickly dissipating kind of brown head. Oh, wow. It smells so much like coffee. Like fresh coffee. And then a lot of sweet notes, like syrup. And a little bit of cake, almost. I mean, it's supposed to be inspired by a bear claw, right? So Yeah, I know. You should be drinking this for breakfast. I know, right? Yeah, and so I would say like it has kind of a syrupy note, almond, vanilla, and fresh coffee. It's breakfast in a glass. Okay, cool. I am drinking a beer called Heavy Hammer by... This is a collaboration between Tripping Animals Brewing in Florida and Humble Sea Brewing, which is in... I don't know where Humble Sea is. Look it up for me, Jason. Jason's my... Who's the... Joe Rogan's like... Jamie. Pull, Jamie. Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, oh no my gosh yeah yeah jason pull that up for me doral florida is tripping animals humble sea is 
Santa Cruz, California. Oh, cool. Okay. So both coasts. And this is a West Coast double IPA with Simcoe Cryo, Mosaic Cryo, and Strata Hops. Mmm. Sounds pretty far up your alley. Yeah. Strata Hops. No, I was going to say they're the that's the uh, hop that gets made fun of, but it's not Strata. It's Sabro that gets made fun of. Wait, why did they make fun of it? It's, it has, Sabro has a lot of coconut notes to them, and okay. some people just, just do not like coconut in their IPAs, I guess. So. Also, it's one uh, of those like beer meme things that goes... <laughs> gotcha. Went over my head for a long time. You gotta be pretty deep in. Yeah. When you can make fun of individual <laughs> hop varieties. Yeah. <laughs> They go, oh, Sabro hops. I guess if you like coconut in your beer. <laughs> I feel like it's a pineapple on pizza situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, speaking of pineapple, you know, we always, we always uh, influence our, our noses with words. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pineapple on this one. Maybe a little peach and nectarine, mandarin orange. I guess I'll describe it. It's beer colored. <laughs> I thought we were going to work on our colors. Yeah, we are. I bet there's like a beer color chart that you can use. Yeah, like there's that. Well, yeah, there's like a SRM chart too. But anyway, yeah, it's just like a nice golden orange with a uh, head that with lots of lacing. Okay, let's drink beer. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. Okay, this is good. I really think they kind of like did what they set out to do. It does have a sweet entrance like pancake syrup, but it's not like overly sweet. It's more like the essence of syrup, you know what I mean? And then you do get a little... <laughs> essence of syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I kind of say, like... I love that. Sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> you get almond, and then, like, because it's an oatmeal stout, it's very, like, creamy and kind of, like, uh, I don't know, it's almost like donut. And then you get nice, creamy nice. vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get like creamy vanilla into. There's like a flash of the alcohol for a second, and then the, there's a really long finish that's like almost like just black coffee. So this is really good. It's kind of like exactly what I look for, and because I would consider this kind of like a dessert stout, yeah. but it's got like all the elements of the stout, but it's been enhanced by the additions. It hasn't been. It's not like done. It's not like overdone. Yeah, yeah. it's sweet, but it's not like sickeningly sweet. So. Mm. Thumbs up on this one. Cool. Right, How was yeah, your beer over there? Sounds like a good breakfast beer. Mine's good. So uh, I forgot to mention, mine's 8.5%. So I'm going harder on alcohol than you are with my double IP. <laughs> but good. Yeah, I love, you know, me and you, we love the West Coast style. So this is a uh, like very sweet malt and citrus forward. Lots of orange, tangerine, grapefruit rind, bitterness, some subtle pine in there. But uh, definitely a, a marked uh, West Coast bitterness at the end but just a good balance between the the malt and the citrus and pine notes so i said very much west coast wipa flavors going on here not your entry level ipa because bitterness is is strong with this one but it's i like that it's the bitterness you start to crave after a while (laughs) you learn to love it it's the isla scotch exactly (laughs) Hey, by the way, I went to the Costco. This is strange to Jason, but in Texas, like Costco has a separate liquor store next door. Oh, right. Um, Speaking of rules and regulations. Yeah, right. I know. Weird beer laws. But yeah, so I I, I don't go in there very often, but I did the other day because I wanted to look at what single malt scotches they had. And they have quite a few. 
They have some that are like four hundred dollars. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> yeah. Those are not worth it. Yeah, I should have taken a note of what they were, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that was not going to be worth paying. But uh, they had the Glenn Levitt something twelve. Is that yep, what you that's, say? That's Glenn the gateway. 12? It was like fifty bucks or something. Oh, that's not right. Unless... It was maybe it was a big thing of it. Oh, I bet it was because it's Costco. Yeah, yeah. it's like a bigger bottle. That's a, no, I think it was like 75, but it was a much bigger bottle. It was like a really big. They do set. have, Glen Morangi is another really good entry level one. And they have one at Costco that's like, it's the huge bottle. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It's ridiculously <laughs> no. hard to pour. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I, right. I checked out the single malt scotch. Just didn't buy anything. but That's checked, awesome. I had to check out what they had. Yeah, Costco has surprisingly good selection. But I would recommend against... So one of the factors that plays into scotch is age. So like uh, once you get to things that are 25 plus years, the price just becomes astronomical because you're paying for kind of the time that was invested. But age does not necessarily connote quality. Yeah. And it's just means that there's going to be more influences of the barrel and the overall flavor might have like changed and more than likely mellowed out. So sometimes it's actually bad. So like, for yeah. example, Highland Park 12 and 18, I've had both. The 12 is way better, I think. Because the 18, the 18 like loses a little bit of its edge and what I think makes the scotch good. So, But the 18 is a lot more expensive. But like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think not necessarily there's not necessarily better. a correlation there. Yeah, but that is something that I think people get hooked on. It's like, oh, if it's more expensive, it must be better. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, thumbs up on my beer. I like it good. a lot. Two thumbs up day. Yeah, that's good. Tripping animals and humble sea. Nice work. Now, nice work I like on how the collaboration. A, yeah, and I like how it's like an Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean collab. Yeah. I don't know how they thought of doing an IPA with Mosaic, Simcoe, and Strata Hops, but they did it. <laughs> I'm so brave. <laughs> Sorry. That's my cynicism. <laughs> how did they do a great minds? <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of execution and they executed it very well so right. i'm sure if you gave me the same ingredients i can make a pretty crappy beer <laughs> but you have a lot less practice than they do that's true okay so we do have a so the next segment is postscripts beer news and story time with steve <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah actually you know what i will we said in the pre-roll that i don't have a story time but i will kind of uh <gasps> yeah i will add on a little bit Oh, nice. You do have a story time. Okay, so postscripts is when we go back and either add to things we said we'd return to or, like, correct mistakes. And we do have a postscript about, <laughs> well, it's supposed to be about parallel evolution, but I realized what I was descri- describing is convergent evolution. So <laughs> <laughs> convergent evolution is I'm a trait. I apologize to the <laughs> listeners. <if it's> <laughs> okay, go no, ahead. No, <laughs> it's cool. I'm going to tell you some cool facts. Okay. It's a trait of evolution in which species not of similar origin acquire similar properties and the example I'm there, well, can i give a little background so the reason we're even talking about this is we <laughs> talked about before they're like what the hell am i listening to <laughs> you don't have to justify we can talk about whatever we want that's true that's true but <laughs> like, go ahead and frame us steven okay well we were talking about schwarz beer and uh what were we talking about? oh dark loggers and well, the, evo- saying- the evolution of at dark loggers and how they kind of different dark loggers evolved in different places not with without necessarily having a common ancestor so that's what we talked about oh vision was an example of uh, that parallel evolution or convergent evolution okay proceed <laughs> well yeah because i said the author jeff allworth who wrote the beer bible 
must be a nerd because he he said he parallel that. evolution yeah when he talked about like the the dark ladder so i was like this nerd but i was mistaken because i was talking about the eyeball that's actually convergent evolution so a couple examples of convergent evolutions is the bodies of sharks and dolphins have very similar like body forms but one's a fish and one's a mammal so they have like different evolutionary uh, paths, but their bodies are very similar because it's a great way to swim. They're, yeah, they're in the same environment. Exactly. And then the eyeballs of mammals, so vertebrates and octopus, which are cephalopods, they think they, they're, they're, we both have eyes, but they're slightly different. And our eyes are inferior because. Duh. <laughs> well, because. We have like the worst eyes. <laughs> I didn't know this. I thought we had good eyes, but the way the nerve fibers. Ours pass in front of the retina, so that's why you have a blind spot. Because that's where like the nerves are coming into your eye, and they're like blocking a part of the retina. Mm-hmm. But the way that cephalopod, what, your mind just fills it in, I think, right? Yes. So you can you can do the thing where you hold out your. I forgot how you do it. You like look at one of your fingers, and then you move the other finger, and the tip of it, it like, will disappear. Disappears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's your blind spot. But the cephalopod eye, the nerves are like complete, so there's no blockage. So they don't have a blind spot because it kind of grew. It comes around from the outside and then grows out. So where ours just kind of like punch through the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like a very similar. Um, so much like dark loggers, we're all very similar. They all kind of, but they all kind of arose on their own in separate locations. Then two evolutionary paths gave rise to, to vision, but they're very similar in the way they're constructed, but um, obviously a little bit different because their eye formed in a way where they don't have a blind spot. So you go. Now you know about convergent evolution. Dropping some knowledge today. <laughs> and if anyone actually knows about biology, they're probably like, well, like that was 90% like, well, wrong. Okay. <laughs> but you get the somewhat idea. So that was my postscript. <laughs> Anybody who knows the history of beer is like, yeah, wrong. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing for our podcast. We're like, these guys don't know anything about beer. Uh, we're learning through beer memes, though, so much. <laughs> okay, so that was the postscript. Steven, do you have... I, you have So now, news to me. I know you have beer news, but you also have story time. Okay, I have to tell you, though. I showed a meme to my friend today at work. Uh-oh. And have you ever seen the meme that it's like the wolf? And the wolf is like, something about, oh, we should like get food from these humans what could go wrong or something (laughs) and then like 10,000 years later and the dogs are like dressed up with like costumes on they're like wiener dogs with costumes on okay (laughs) so I showed that meme to my friend I was laughing and she's just like I do not get it what are you showing me and I had to deconstruct the meme (laughs) you had to do do yes 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 no she's like it's not that funny when you break it down yeah you you can't explain explain the joke so anyway, that's what I do with beer memes that I don't get. I have to Google stuff. And I'm like, this meme isn't that funny. <laughs> when I, well, when I have, have to, to Google do like research, it's not going to be funny. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it leads to podcast episodes like this where we uh, we find out a bunch of cool, weird stuff about New Jersey because we are looking at beer memes. And okay, then a anyway. whole new set of memes will make sense to you now. Yeah, I know, right? It is kind of nice. After that, then it opens up a whole new world. That you start click. laughing at stuff. Yeah. Okay, so first off, beer news. 
So last week I talked a little bit about they, the Great American Beer Festival released their list of breweries that are going to be attending uh, the preliminary list, although it's basically a complete list because the only ones they didn't include, they're going to have three quote-unquote tap rooms so three little areas each with a different theme one of those is called like collaboration nation or something Mm. and it's going to be a bunch of collaboration beers so they haven't announced like what those are going to be what breweries will be in those collaborations there's also one that's a previous beer festival winners and world cup beer winners so like if you want to taste beers that have won medals recently uh and then in a third area called wish we were here so it's a bunch of breweries that are going to send beers but like no representation so they're just sending beer to the beer festival please tell me new galeris is doing that yeah i don't know so anyway those are the any of the beers or breweries involved in those three tap rooms those haven't been revealed okay uh but it sounds like the rest of the list is pretty set so one of the big things i didn't realize until uh just yesterday uh, so the the convention center in denver is under construction so the area in which the beer festival is taking place is smaller this year so they reduce the number of breweries so in 2019 there were 800 breweries there and there's only going to be 500 this time and the attendance is capped at 40,000 and it's not sold out yet i mean i think three of the like all i think all but one session are sold out but there's still tickets available which is kind of crazy I think this is the longest it's ever taken to sell out, and it's, like, way less people. So mm-hmm. uh, there were a few, like, theories on that. One is that it's been off for two years, and there's, I don't know, maybe not as much hype. The other thing, too, is there have been a lot of beer festivals that have opened back up over mm-hmm. the last year, and it kind of has taken the Great American Beer Festival a little bit longer to, like, reopen fully. Gotcha. So some people have just festival fatigue because they've been going to festivals over the last year, and they've been going to them a lot because, you know, they couldn't go to them for a long time. So, right. so there's some festival fatigue, maybe just the fact that there's a, a lot fewer breweries going to be there this year it's not as appealing to people it is also they said very very california and colorado brewery dominant which mm, is kind of true every year but apparently it's uh, even more this year it's getting more pronounced yeah yeah uh no breweries from arkansas missouri mississippi new hampshire or south dakota i don't think anybody's sad about that <laughs> <laughs> that's fired there will be three non-alcoholic beer makers Athletic, Groovy, and Seria Brewing. So, wow. Yeah. So we'll have lots of non-alcoholic options, too, for our mid-session break. And last time we went, they had a fancy soda. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Area, too. Like artisanal soda. So <laughs> we drank some of those as a break. Yeah. I think uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a little bit smaller, but maybe a little more intimate. And, you know, we're going to have fun. Yeah. I mean, be... <laughs> You get to try probably like 30 to 40 breweries tops. So we're still going to hit like less than 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the difference between 500 and 800 is not really significant <laughs> if you're not going to get to any, all of them anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that is Beer News. A little update on the Great American Beer Festival. Try to give you a few more updates as we get closer. We're like a little over a month out. Crazy. I know. I'm so excited. And then story time with Steve. Yes. This is also kind of a continuation of last week's story when I announced that I was beginning to start <laughs> to begin. This is a lot of preamble. Yeah. yeah. On my uh, Cicerone journey. So I had ordered 
flashcards and they arrive there in nice they look official yeah yeah look at see each beer style has a card with those are beautiful with its color and its bitterness and alcohol level and a little bit of history and flavor profiles on every single card. And you got the expanded pack, right? Yeah, so all I have right here is 41. And then there's a huge ex- oh my expansion goodness. pack that I haven't even opened yet. I haven't even broken the seal on that because I don't. I will feel overwhelmed. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, just stick with the 40. Yeah, even just these, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> Just think of those ions, Steven. But some like they all seem the same. <laughs> I know. I take the they have their Instagram and they put the little quizzes up there. Yeah. And I always get it wrong. <laughs> it's really hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Although it's kind of fun to like look at the Munich Dunkel and be like, I know that beer because it I'm just gonna... did a deep dive on it. <laughs> yeah. I gotta order that. I want to start studying with you. Yeah. Yeah, you should, because it's going to take us a while. It's a bucket list. Bucket list. 41. Just before we die. Just for the 41 styles, it's going to be. And that's for level, that's just for the first test. That's for the first level. That's not even true Cicerone level. Yeah. I don't know why we're doing this. We got to be, we got to, we need street cred for the podcast. We got to Cicerone up. Yeah, we do. (laughs) There are people that would be listening to us, but they're like, they're not even Cicerones. They're not even Cicerones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why would i even listen to them you know why for content like this <laughs> okay great content convergent evolution do you know what that is yeah, yeah you gonna don't because about... you didn't listen to the <laughs> one week you can learn about the differences in differences between diet coke and coke <laughs> okay that's it that's all i got okay main topic new jersey wow. what's going on with their craft beer laws something weird <laughs> something weird for sure so let me start off by saying that there are some weird beer laws in every state. We've covered a few of them in a previous episode. Texas is not exempt from this. We still have some pretty stupid laws on the books. Still can't buy alcohol in my grocery store until 7 a.m., even though the grocery store opened at 6. So I'm not really sure why they open at 6 if they can't sell everything All in the, the store yeah. until 7 <laughs> So that's pretty dumb. We have made some progress in that area because you used to not be able to buy it at all on Sunday. And now you can buy it at like 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, starting at 10. And then every other day, I think, is at 7. So progress. Because, you know, Texas is very free. We're big on the the freedom here in Texas. Unless unless you want to buy buy beer on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Then you got to wait till 10. So, yeah, so weird laws exist everywhere. But even in states where it has some have some weird laws like Texas about when you can buy alcohol and stuff like that, they have looked at the especially like during the pandemic, have looked at some of the dynamics of these what most of what are mostly small businesses, right? These breweries trying to make it in, you know, a, a tough landscape. They have mostly made laws about uh, that help them you know uh, one of the big things was takeout beer here in texas being able to go to pick up orders of beer at your local brewery and and just uh, some of the stuff surrounding taking beer off site and stuff like that have mm-hmm. have 
relaxed and gotcha. been in in the brewery's favor and making it easier for them to do business in the pandemic and after. And a lot of those laws that were like very pandemic based are just kind of staying on the books and been like, yeah, keep doing it this way. It's fine, you know. So that's what makes this so crazy in New Jersey is that they're going backwards. Like they're they are punishing breweries for existing basically so some of these laws were actually started as just a recommendations from the alcohol agency whatever that's called the new jersey alcohol board or whatever abc alcohol beverage control right there yeah yeah. control being the operative word take their name very seriously so they actually published these regulations but they weren't actually codified into law. And I think a lot of the breweries, when they first came, these regulations came out, they were like, meh, okay, not going to do any of that. <laughs> and then they actually codified them into law, and they're, they are law now in, uh, starting back in July of this year. So let's talk about a few of these weird things. So first of all, <laughs> the beer meme that led us to this whole thing is was a, a meme about having to take a tour like oh you're gonna make me take a tour aren't you like going to a new jersey brewery and again this meme went straight over my head straight over jason's head too <laughs> we're like what are yeah, you we're like about? what do you mean so i was reading this article about this person who was uh, visiting new jersey and they were going to a bunch of the breweries and one of the first ones uh they had to take they were like forced to take a tour and they're like, oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. They just really want everyone to take a tour of their brewery. Okay. So they couldn't, they could not drink a beer there until they had taken the tour. Well, then they went to another brewery and same thing, they had to take a tour. This is kind of, that's kind of strange, kind of a, to, <laughs> for that to happen twice. Okay. And then the next place they went to, there was a guy at the door handing out these pamphlets and the pamphlets you had to read the pamphlet before you could get a beer and the pamphlet was like all about describing the brewing process and stuff and they're like okay something is legitimately weird here and sure enough like that's part of the law is that you have to either you have to educate the drinker the beer drinker on the brewing process before you can serve them a beer so there's like a lot of loopholes uh some breweries just have a big like poster picture on the wall <laughs> describing the brew process this is how beer is made yeah. yeah others i think maybe just said okay well we'll just send everybody on a tour it's not the worst thing right people want to take tours of the brewery anyway and just do that <laughs> but yeah but it's just such a weird like what is the nobody can even give an actual justification for that law like what you need to understand the brewing process before you drink it well who does that anywhere in any other related circumstance like but when the when is that even <laughs> who came up with this stuff Oh, there's an explanation. <laughs> Do you have an explanation? It's big bars, man. Big bars. Regulatory capture. So, but what, again, what, okay, now you have to explain to me that why, what would be the purpose to make it just not as desirable to go to the this brewery as it would be to go to a bar? Yeah, obviously this is all speculative, but there is an article where they kind of complain about the fact that there's an artificial limit on the number of people that can serve alcohol. Like there's liquor licenses. So okay. it's very competitive to get one. And oftentimes like the liquor license itself can become very valuable. And I guess there's only 150 craft breweries in New Jersey and 6,000 bars. And the revenue generated is in the billions. So there's just kind of an incentive to 
one, it's really competitive to get those uh, liquor licenses. And two, it's just kind of like one of those things where they're, they make rules to, you know, the people that are in the successful business positions have a little bit of influence over the ABC and they don't like the craft beer revolution. Gotcha. I don't know, allegedly. But if think about it. If you look at the rules, think about this. Open your skeptical mind. <laughs> so you can't sell coffee on site, which is weird. I don't really get that one. Uh, you- yeah, I, I mean, yeah. That's strange, which is crazy, too, because uh, there's been some like there's been a, lo- a little bit of that opening now where um, like we have Redhorn here in Austin. They are basically a coffee roaster. They have their, they make their own coffee and then and then their brewery, too. So they do both. And and then, of course, those cross over as well because they use their own coffee in like their coffee stouts and stuff. But um, they open at six in the morning selling coffee and, and then they just operate all day and switch to a brewery later which is pretty cool honestly modern times did that too modern times has their own coffee line oh i didn't know that yeah they've they were like one of the first ones to do that actually so so the things that that, like just can't happen (laughs) yeah that's weird okay but listen to the rest of these rules are you ready okay collaborating coordinating with food trucks and vendors is prohibited prohibited it's so dumb that's like brewery 101 uh-huh have a food truck come park at your brewery and i don't know this yet maybe we can postscript this well okay, let me go through all of them and then i'll give you my deep conspiracy theory selling food or operating a restaurant so you can't be like i don't think you can be like a bj's you can't have like a brewery where you make craft beer and then also serve food yeah unless you have the full liquor license i think yes exactly Selling specialty cocktails using malt alcohol. Okay. They're basically saying offering a free drink to any guest and offering happy hour pricing. Okay, let's re go, let's go back up this list and think about what you do at bars. Happy hour pricing, check. Offering a free drink to a guest, check. Making specialty cocktails using malt alcohol, check. <laughs> Selling food, check. Selling coffee? I don't. Is that a thing at bars? Maybe. The only thing I can think of is like you get a coffee at the end of the night of drinking to like try to sober up. Yeah. But the list is very strange and suspicious until you start to realize like, oh, this is all the things you can do at a bar, but they don't want you to do at a brewery. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that so many of the weird beer laws that exist in Texas, for example, a lot of them are like puritanical at heart, right? They're like, we don't want you to get too drunk. We don't want you to buy alcohol on Sundays because you should be going to church (laughs) you know like very uh they have these like puritanical roots that's not the case in New Jersey like they're not because if they were like they wouldn't want you they don't want to shoot you drunk like they should you should be eating food with your beer right well it says the ABC in New Jersey was formed just after prohibition and the goal is to limit alcohol consumption so it's kind of like well you guys can drink alcohol again but we don't like it (laughs) okay so it still has its roots in that (laughs) yeah Kind of, because they want to control, like, we only want so many places in our state making alcohol or serving alcohol. Okay, and then that morphed into, well, like, if there's a limited number of places that can serve alcohol, then the ones that are already doing it, they want to control that. Yeah, basically. That's kind of the the theory proposed by this article. And the craft brewery revolution, the growing number of craft breweries threatens that. Threatens everything. Yeah, that was, and this is all allegedly... (laughs) 
I did read something about the mafia being very involved in the bar scene and them having a little bit more control, like having influence over the ABC as well, the mafia. But maybe possibly that was purely speculation, and we just speculate here on the attenuation (laughs) here podcast. Okay, we don't accuse the mafia or anything of anything. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if there was only like so many podcast licenses and only like. Only oh 10,000 podcasts <laughs> can exist. Yeah, if we got in early. Yeah, if we were in early, that would be fantastic. Yeah, we need less podcast competition. Okay, let's, I kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah, see, it makes sense. Let's regulate. Regulate podcasts. Only 10,000, and we get one spot. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah, Cause cause we thought of the idea. We thought, we thought. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so the other weird thing, too, is that they limit the breweries to 25 events a year so an event be like trivia night or live music or anything special like that so that's what one every two weeks yeah and then you can only go to 12 off-site events which is you know beer festivals and stuff like that pouring your beer any other event and then you also cannot have like a farmer's market or like a craft sale or anything like that at your brewery so no pop-up shops small markets anything like that at your brewery you can't do that at all and you can only have 25 of these on-site events like that's insane and really i think like the more you like you said the more you sort of check off down the list of this it becomes clear that they just don't want breweries in their state right it's kind of what it seems like but yeah i don't know like i mean i can't they're not brewery friendly they're kind of targeting well the thing is that list is like targeting like everything you think of when you think of a brewery getting the food truck to come having events like yeah yep every brewery does all of these things and it's just standard now you know cornhole tournaments and (laughs) just stuff like that and like this is mind-blowing that they're in, in i mean it'd be one thing if like these laws have been on the books for 10 years or something and this is like brand new stuff laws regulating breweries in a way that like most other states are loosening restrictions on (laughs) breweries because they see the growth of craft beer in the community is is great for all sorts of things again live music bands and artists that want to play at these venues like they have more venues to play at and it just supports all sorts of community growth other than just the brewery itself so so strange that uh they're doing this but they're apparently doubling down on it and that's why we see those memes (laughs) it even said in this blog post i was reading keep spreading the memes yeah right i know of course there's uh, been tons of petitions and stuff and a lot of those breweries are asking everyone anyone and everyone to sign them if you can put some pressure on them but yeah i just uh, it's not a craft beer friendly state among almost every other state that is is or becoming more craft beer friendly don't go to new jersey <laughs> well go to new jersey support the breweries i guess but yeah they need go on the tours <laughs> yeah go on the Bite tour the bullet, go on the tour bring your pack pack anything. your lunch yeah <laughs> pack your coffee thermos yeah you can't even have like pizza delivered to the brewery wait really Mm-mm. yeah prohibited that's insane they thought of everything 
man. Yeah, and the thing is too, like a lot of the breweries say, like, okay, they're not, they haven't come down super hard with you know the enforcement of these laws yet, but okay, who's to say they won't? And when once they start cracking down and handing out fines and stuff, then breweries are just gonna close down and leave. Yeah, and you don't want to be. I mean, you don't want to be the one that gets made an example of, right? So yeah, hmm, crazy. So we're not gonna when we uh, win the lottery, we will not be moving to New Jersey to start our operating at a lost brewery. Yeah, not going there. The no fun zone. <laughs> the no fun zone. Oh, there's a great a great meme too, where they're like the guy's in jail and the one guy's like, What are you in here for? And he's like, I had twenty six events at my brewery this year. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you'll see that you start to see lots of New Jersey beer memes if you're in the beer meme world. Yeah. Well, now we have unlocked a whole new like universe of memes we can enjoy. I feel like we need to keep doing episodes until we understand every single meme on those meme pages. Okay, done. I feel Scheduled. like we just unlocked like a big chunk of them. So now we oh, have yeah, to like for sure. We need to look at the and find the next meme we don't understand and then start researching. Actually, you know what's funny is that even doing the bottle share episode. Yeah. That unlocked some memes too. Because there's a lot of bottle share memes that I would never get. I mean, I probably still don't get a lot of them because I've never been to a bottle share, but <laughs> they seem you... really, really snobby. <laughs> I bet. Like there's this one where it's just like suitcase. There's like this specialty rolling suitcase, and I think it's like I don't know if it has some sort of refrigeration in it or something. Or yeah, and it's like if you don't show up to your bottle share with one of these, just leave. Portal refri- portable refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't take very good care of your beer. <laughs> You don't show up with one of these. There is like a phenomenon of where you, I don't, there should be a name for it. There's probably a word for this in German. It's just a word for everything in German. But it's like where. Like schadenfreude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I need a word for like, I enjoy something, but I also hate 90% of the, (laughs) like the hobby. I enjoy the hobby, but I hate most of it. Yeah. All the ancillary stuff, right? Where it's like, I just want to drink good beer and enjoy it. I don't want to have to bring my portable fridge. Right. Wait, are you like that with watches too? Because that's your other big hobby. Yeah, I hate myself and all watch content. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so, it's like so much of it is so presumptuous and it's just gross. Yeah. Like so much of the, so much of that. people that are into that as an interest are like gross to me i guess yeah i know i'm i I mean every time i take a picture of my beer when i'm out at a restaurant (laughs) you like i feel stupid (laughs) yeah (laughs) so if you follow us on instagram thank you and yeah know that know that steven suffers for those pictures yeah for every time so you better like it your instagram is (laughs) i like i call it yours because i don't even try (laughs) to post on there anymore yeah by the way (laughs) Your pictures are dope, Steven. <laughs> iPhone 12 Pro. I always like the one you did at Redhorn. It's a nice shot. The one with the sunglasses and the sun in the back. Was that one? Is that what you're talking about? No, this one is like one where it's like you just shot across this wood table and you kind of captured the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Looks very yeah. profesh. With the logo on the wall? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty proud you, of that I one. see what you did there. All right. We're at the point of the podcast where we're breaking down our own Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's checking out our own Instagram like, oh, I haven't seen that picture. Hey, <laughs> I've liked every single picture, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Like at probably. least 90% of them. 
Yeah. What is our Instagram, Steven? Attenuation.podcast. You should follow us at attenuation.podcast on Instagram. Yeah, you should follow us for some beautiful pictures taken by the iPhone 12 Pro. <laughs> Are we sponsored by Apple? Uh, no, but no. we should be. <laughs> yeah, we'll get right on there. I was told by a friend who has knows Instagram much better than I do that I should start DMing companies and asking them for to follow us and to sponsor us. Yeah, we need beer shipped to us, Steven. Yeah, so I need to get on that. Start right. DMing everyone. All right, I can help you with that. Yeah, I don't know how to DM. <laughs> I'll teach you. <laughs> <laughs> I keep talking about this DM thing. I'm not really you're like, sure. Where's the, you're like, where's the DM button? DM. <laughs> I don't see anything that says DM. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like young and old at the same time. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah. Like I feel young and then just there are moments where I'm like, I'm so old and so stupid. Yeah. Yep. You, yeah, at least you got TikTok. I don't even have TikTok. Yeah. You got to get on the TikTok, man. You'll I love refuse. it. I know it. I refuse. <laughs> there's probably some good watch tiktoks <laughs> i'm sure there are <laughs> okay follow us on instagram yes okay, and now you keep can... going into your spiel okay and that was a good like dub i like the segue segwayed it yeah that's the word and the 7.5 percent wily roots it's kicking in <laughs> have you ever ridden a Segway? no are they fun no i've never done it well i've ridden the little hoverboard things which is like a Segway without the yeah it's like the same concept yeah I'm the segway is like the original though yeah they're like, like are you they know still... uh, i always wanted to take like a city tour a Segway segway tour yeah are they but still then like... also like i laugh at those people so you laugh at them yeah because they look ridiculous yeah you look really weird on them it's like city tours and mall cops are the only segue to users now yeah they're still a thousand dollars thousand dollars man prices gotta come down on those things <laughs> okay anyway segways you segwayed into segways okay instagram attenuation.podcast email is contact.attenuation at gmail.com and this has been episode 74 of attenuation a beer podcast my name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friends, Dave Grid, Stephen. That's me. We thank you and apologize. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you're a true fan. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers to oh. you and our true fans. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Attenuation, a beer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram or Facebook for more fun content. Catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.